Hi, Bruno Jr. here. Our podcast, Busting Addiction and Smiths, is sponsored by SafeHouseRehab.com. SafeHouse believes that traditional treatments fall short of the needs of clients who face the modern problems of addiction. Modern problems need modern solutions. Multiple addictions, multiple relapses, multiple triggers, and cheaper and more powerful street drugs set up unprecedented challenges facing treatment centers. What is needed is a more sophisticated approach, a better way forward. There are three reasons to choose our progressive modern treatment program. One, a more sophisticated intake process. Two, technology proven to enhance recovery. And three, the most robust aftercare program in our sector. To learn more, visit us at safehouserehab.com. This is Season 13, Episode 8. I call this episode, Denial, the Silent Killer. I cannot believe how many times I have pointed out to a family affected by the addiction of a loved one in their midst the following thing. Can't you see what is going on here? He's just using his depression as an excuse to not work or go to school and just use drugs and sleep all day. He pays no rent. He's a high school graduate. He's enrolled in junior college, but hasn't been to class in weeks. And do you know what the typical response is? Well, the psychiatrist says that depression will do that to young people. It takes a while for the meds and for reality to kick in. And the psychiatrist also prescribed anti-anxiety meds because our son is so anxious all the time. I then asked the family leader, usually it's mom, the following question. Is the psychiatrist a specialist in addictive disorders? Well, about three out of four family leaders, mothers usually, do not know whether their loved one is being treated by someone who knows what he or she is actually doing when it comes to identifying the problem and prescribing a solution for addiction. Addicts and alcoholics can easily fool any untrained psychiatrist or mental health professional into believing that they suffer from any number of mental conditions, depression and anxiety are favorites. When the addict is confronted with an addictions-trained counselor or psychiatrist, the addict is asked a few very precise and pertinent questions as to their drug and alcohol use. In fact, there are several well-known audit questions that usually nail it if the addict or alcoholic is honest, but the well-trained psychiatrist or counselor or psychologist is not easily fooled when the patient is lying. There's ways to trip them up. I base much of what follows on the observations of a true expert on addiction, alcoholism, and intervention. Deborah J., author of the groundbreaking book, Love First. This is what she says about denial. Quote, denial and enabling go hand in hand. When the addicted loved one encounters mounting problems, we explain away her troubles in many ways. Bad luck, immaturity, lack of self-esteem, lack of self-discipline, youthful inexperience, the wrong friends, stress, and so forth. We do not leap to the conclusion that addiction is the source of our problems. One out of every three Americans is living with or is related to someone who has an alcohol or drug problem. Yet addiction is the last thing we consider when we are trying to identify the source of a loved one's troubles. And let's not forget the power of shame and stigma which keeps us from confronting and accepting the truth. What will they say? What will their relatives say? All of that. 
Another form of denial accepts the myth that people can use alcohol or other drugs and can control whether they'll become addicted. That's an interesting one, if you think about it. A heavy drinker might say, I'm not worried about getting into trouble with alcohol. I'm keeping a close eye on my drinking. The false premise here is that a drinker can spot the problem of addiction before it happens and cut it off at the pass. The truth of the matter is that all people who begin using drugs do so believing that they are in control of their substance use. This belief, however, does not change the fact that those who become addicted never foresee it happening. It's quite obvious that the only way to prevent addiction is to not get started, to abstain while they have the chance. This idea is especially relevant when addiction or alcoholism run in the family. And this is so hard to do for teens when the parents are not only smoking marijuana or tobacco and also drinking, but also invite their children into the circle of substance abuse. Deborah goes on to say this about denial and enabling. A combination of denial and love for our addicted family member generates a type of enabling which we call innocent enabling. We help the alcoholic out of scrapes and messes, but we do not realize that alcoholism or other addictions are the real issue. What we miss in our innocence is that helpfulness helps to feed a growing problem. The irony is that were it not for helping our loved one out of these scrapes, the problem might have shown up and been treated earlier, before some of the more serious consequences, such as jail, take their toll. Innocent enabling takes on many forms. Here are some examples, courtesy Deborah J. One, a mother decides she cannot stand by while her grown son's house goes into foreclosure. She explains her son's problems as a string of bad luck and writes a check to save the day. It never occurs to her that crack cocaine is behind all that bad luck. 2. A colleague takes on additional work to cover for a friend's absenteeism and poor performance. She knows her friend is having trouble at home, but she has no idea that her friend's problems at home and at work originate from her alcoholism. Third example, a daughter is suspended for drinking. Her parents find a half pint of vodka under her bed. But they comfort themselves with the rationalization that all kids experiment and that she'll outgrow it. You know, none of us can solve a problem that in our mind doesn't exist. There's a beautiful saying in one of our Al-Anon books called Courage to Change. Quote, if my only way to cope with this situation in the past was to deny it, I can look with compassion to that person who saw, no, who saw no better option at the time. I can forgive myself and count my blessings for having come so far since then. I call denial the silent killer because it's invisible and quiet. There's a saying in AA that denial, D-E-N-I-A-L, stands for don't even notice that I am lying. Don't even notice. Clearly, the most challenging part of recovery is that there's more than just the addict involved. Even when one member of the family wakes up to the fact that there's an addiction running rampant in the house, she gets resistance and pressure to not bring it up. Addiction is a major source of conflict in the home simply because this silent predator makes everyone in the home behave in abnormal ways. Resentment. Anger, fear, and shame rule the house. How could the family be normal when addiction rules? 
The key is breaking the denial that keeps addicts and alcoholics and their families riding the train that's only going downhill without some sort of intervention to slow it down, stop it, and allow innocent people to get off while there's still some time. To learn more, visit aa.org, na.org, or alanon, al-nonanon. Org, and you can get started on educating yourself on the possibilities and the promise of recovery for everyone in your family because you're all affected. So what have we learned about denial today? We learned that one, denial is born of innocence. How is one to know what is an addictive behavior and what is not unless we're educated? Two, people often turn to professionals who are not qualified to diagnose addiction as the cause of mental disorders such as depression and anxiety. Addicts lie to get what they want, that is, drugs and or professional diagnosis that says they're not addicts. And they can, can keep on taking these drugs, whatever is prescribed and whatever they can get their hands on. Three, denial and enabling go hand in hand. If mom does not know that her Johnny is really a crack addict, she'll blame his troubles on a string of bad luck. Four, addiction is a family disease. The whole family is unknowingly in the grips of a silent and invisible predator and begins to think and behave more like the addict than they realize. And number five, those of us lucky enough to have, quote, recovered, can only look upon others who have not yet awakened with compassion and gratitude that we have come this far. There's help out there for everyone. Our podcast is sponsored by SafeHouseRehab.com, a modern approach to recovery. To learn more, visit us at SafeHouseRehab.com.